0: When you get damaged during a workout, which most people do during a regular weight workout, the protein synthesis that happens just has to do with repairing the muscle. It doesn't get stronger at all.
1: Welcome to the Man of War podcast. My name is Ralph Akande. And of course, I am a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern day warrior, a stronger husband, father, leader, visionary, a man of action. Listen, my brothers, thank you so much. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I am honored and I am humbled to say that we've crossed 10 million downloads in just under four years. So I'm looking back when I first started this podcast and damn, can't believe it's just, it's only been a few years and we are here. It feels like we've been around for a decade, but because of your support, because of men like you who want to step up and start living lives that truly embody a warrior spirit, uh, we are where we are. And we're going to continue growing. We're going to continue pushing this movement forward without a doubt. All right, listen, if you have not followed us on any other media, any social media out there, go to Man of War, right? M A N of War with two R's, okay, on Instagram. Also, uh, we are building um, this YouTube page here. We want to make sure, all right, that you. Click the notifications that you subscribe. We just started this uh, YouTube page, YouTube channel recently. So uh, we're thrilled, man. It's going very well. We're growing. We know that it's a, you got to have tremendous tenacity and perseverance uh, for a page, a a channel to build. So we're excited about that. We're going to have this podcast live on Thursdays. uh, So you can watch it on YouTube, or of course, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple, and every other uh, podcast um, app that you that you listen to your favorite one. Alright, so the men of war crucible. A lot of you have asked what it is, you've seen the buzz, um, you've just been on it. And I appreciate that. There's a lot of powerful videos that have come out, we've seen lives transformed, we've seen men operating at different levels. Well, what I want you to do is go to Men of War Crucible. That's M-E-N of War Crucible.com with a forward slash Crucible 2. All right. This is our newest uh, web page uh, where you can really dive in to find out what we are all about. All right. Uh, remember, this is a by selection program. It is not for everyone. We are booked all the way into January 2022. Um, so... Uh, We usually book out six months ahead of time, uh, and we're growing very, very quickly. Uh, This Men of War Society, which is the brotherhood where you go into after graduating from the Men of War Crucible, well, all I can tell you is that uh, you'll see coming in December what we're talking about uh, in the gathering. Uh, With that said, I encourage you to apply. Uh, You may not get selected, but I can tell you this, for those who get selected, um, and you go through the process and you actually graduate, uh, it'll be the most transformational experience of your life without a doubt. All right, here we go. Getting into today's show, we have a very special guest, Dr. John Jaquish. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. This guy is going to go against a lot of things that you believe in. And I'm going to read this out to you exactly so you get a good feel. All right. He spent years researching and developing improved approaches to health. All right. He is the inventor of the most effective bone density building medical technology, which is now partner with Tony Robbins and OsteoStrong for Rapid Clinic deployment. All right. He's also the inventor of X3, a technology that is proven to develop muscle much faster than conventional weightlifting, all with the lowest risk of injury. Now, listen, this is the deal. When I say this, and I mean it, okay, when I go through this uh, podcast, when I, when I speak to um, Dr. Janquish, we're, we're going to really um, dig deep, and we're going to find out why it is that he believes that weight training sucks. All right, and because this guy's a strong dude, he's buff. Um, You'll see exactly what I mean in a little bit. Uh, But man, I mean, the conversation that we're going to have here is going to be very deep. Uh, It's going to test your limits as far as knowledge, but more importantly, what it's going to do is going to give you something new to chew on. All right, Um, because I'm a believer that you don't necessarily need two hours every day on the gym. So uh, I think uh, from a small perspective, as far as time wise, uh, this will be great for guys that are running and CEOs that are doing things that don't have two, three hours to, uh, um, you know, do, you know, the gym. All right, guys, hope you enjoy this conversation. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Dr. John Jaquish, welcome to the Man of War podcast, my brother, it's an honor to have you on.
0: Rafa, thanks for having me.
1: So listen, I have been researching the hell out of you. You are unique and you are a master at your craft. And today what we're going to do is we're going to break it down. Okay, we're going to go deep. Uh, We're a little bit unique in our way, in our philosophy, because we ask questions that a lot of other podcasts may not want to ask. We want to know what you're about we want to know where you come from, where your belief system is, and why we should be implementing what you're preaching, your beliefs. Uh, we're very, you know, we're a group of open-minded podcast listeners that just want to be developing all the time, right? Constant growth—that's what we're about. Learning new things and implementing uh, new things to our lives. All right, so let's start from the bottom here. All right, give us a little bit of a of an input, a highlight. Who John J. wishes. is.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I, I got my start in life sciences. Like I was actually doing like enterprise software sales for a software company after uh, graduating from undergrad and uh, finishing my MBA. And uh, my mother was diagnosed with osteoporosis. And so... When I looked into what that is and how I could help her, she refused to take the drugs, and drugs had a lot of negative side effects associated with them. So I understood her position. And I've never been like a pro pharma person or an anti pharma person. I think the FDA has pulled uh, clearance for a lot of drugs over the years. So they all say it's good, and then all of a sudden they say it's bad, and they pull clearance. So like it, it's they don't have a great track record of uh, only recommending healthy things, but still like there's still some the pharmaceuticals that are fantastic and life saving. And so when she said I don't want to take the drugs, I looked at the side effects and said, yeah, well, all right, like I understand that. Uh, and so what I decided to do was look at how I could possibly stimulate her body to grow the bone density again now we all grow bone density when we're kids and we stop growing it later so really like like uh like when someone who's under 30 they have more bone building than bone mm-hmm. loss right. going on and then that ratio changes after they turn 30 and then when they hit menopause there's like an accelerator in the bone box so but men have a, a problem with low bone density one in three Um, women will have an osteoporotic fracture in their life and one in five men Hmm. will have one.
1: That's interesting. So,
0: yeah, and uh, you got a 50% chance of death if you have a hip fracture after the age of 50 within one year. Damn, all right. So, yeah, uh, osteoporosis and the complications with osteoporosis end as many lives as breast cancer. So this is a huge problem and the approach i took was just very unorthodox i uh, i i decided to look at emulating high impact which is how children build bone density you're in a house with little kids and they're running around and they sound like elephants just pounding their feet on the floor
1: sure sure
0: you know when we, we, we become adults we toe strike like when we're moving fast when we're we're running we don't pound our whole foot against the ground so they're they don't know that they're doing this but that Builds them bone density. They accept higher levels of impact that we do as adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, our biomechanics change for a reason, but we want the benefit of impact without the risks of impact. So uh, I developed a series of medical devices that are found at strong clinics exclusively. And there's 150 clinics, no more than that, like 160 clinics around the world in nine different c- countries. Uh, where you can go through this therapy. And uh, the the objective is emulating high impact to trigger bone density growth. So what we do is we get a person in a position where they they're, they would naturally absorb high impact force. Like, like in the upper body, this is just easy to show. So back in the hand in line with the clavicle, 120 degree angle from the upper to lower arm. Mm-hmm. I can either absorb or produce the greatest amount of force in that position gotcha when the clinical trials were going on for this these these devices mm-hmm. i was uh, i was in london it was a hospital in london that did it you know the research was done through the university of east london and when i when i was there uh some of the physicians of the hospital were test subjects in the in the study and they're asking me like i can't i can't really like do anything you know like advise them or anything like that uh because it would taint the study so it was more just like a social thing like oh hi how are you and they said um just out of curiosity like what do people do when they lift weights like what kind of weights do they handle because we're handling so much force some of these women had never exercised in their life and they're holding six, seven, eight, nine times their body weight with their in their on their hip joint, so they're they're compressing the hip joint, sure. and pushing with their feet in a sort of a leg press type movement. But the actual movement is only about an inch or two, mm-hmm. and the movement does not come from the machine. The movement comes from the compression of bone. So your bone actually compresses. Most people don't know that.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh,
0: but it is pliable. And so they compress the bone, and then that triggers the bone to grow because all the distortions within the bone matrix are seen as an irritant. Then the body responds by pulling in more minerals and building more little walls within the bone. That increases the density Mm -hmm. as opposed to porosity of of the bone. So in this process, I I saw these high levels of force being used, and somebody asked about the comparison, and I said, you know, I don't know but I can compare it because the National Institute of Health maintains a database called the NAINES database. It's an acronym for something I'm not recalling right now, uh, but it's, uh, I want to, I'll butcher it. Um, but the NAINES database is 20,000 people uh, that they have all kinds of health metrics on percentage body fat, what they lift, what they eat, what they do, medications they take, uh, and so it's, this, is, this is supposed to be the biggest database, so that other studies can use that as reference points, not necessarily as to this is what healthy people do. It's this is what people do. You know, we got we got a problem where often we compare things to normative data to what the average is. But if the average person is overweight, then do we really care what the average is? You know, so that's, that's sure. one of those problems with the database. Makes right? sense. Yep. So, so uh, when I looked at that database, when it comes to strength production, which has nothing to do with body fat, which I liked because that, that, that factor is completely screwed up, mm-hmm. especially for our country. Uh, what it showed was that humans are seven times stronger in the impact ready range of motion than they are in the weaker range of motion. And so I thought, wow, if we're seven times stronger in that position I just showed you, and that's sort of like the impact-ready, 120-degree angle uh, joints, we shouldn't lift weights. Weightlifting is a terrible idea because it's the same force through the entire movement. So what we need is a weight that changes as we move, which takes everybody, as soon as I say that, they're like, oh, like band training. Yes, but a lot heavier than band training. Band training's been around for a long time and it never took off. And the reason is you're either using such a weak force with the band that it's not going to stimulate any growth, or the force gets high enough you're going to twist your joints. So, you know, somebody throws a, a a band behind their back and they go to do a push-up and the hands are twisting like this. And so that creates either joint discomfort or you could break your wrist or your ankle, which will slow down your training. Uh, so, so I thought, okay, band training is not it. And so it needs to be something else. So, what like bands can create variable resistance. And we want to vary the resistance, but it needed to be bands that nobody's ever seen before, like really powerful banding. And then I needed to come up with an Olympic bar. That could manage the banded force and another ground to stand on so that the banding could move freely underneath the plate while somebody standing on it wouldn't twist their ankles it takes 7 pounds of lateral force to break the ankle and we have people deadlifting with 700 pounds so yeah. that plate is extraordinarily needed so uh so that that was uh, what what i designed and it's what i was granted patents on i have 16 different patents in 37 different countries uh so yeah it was exciting when uh, when putting this together and i uh, i attacked the problem hard and uh launched and then i had some some science on the website and uh, before I launched the company, I had taken it to a couple other fitness manufacturers to see if they wanted to license it and maybe make it their product. Because I was already busy with the bone density technology. And a lot of them said, wow, you want to make a scientific presentation to a fitness audience. The problem is fitness people are really stupid. Like they they want their nutrition and their science summarized in a meme, like, you know, a fragment of <laughs> a And and, we have this problem with politics, too. Like everything needs to be summarized to like a half a sentence. And it just so happens that just about everything is more complicated than that. So these these meme people are uh, just the advice is stupid by definition. You know, oversimplification is another word for wrong. And a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, and, and also, when, when you go to apply science in your life, whether it's nutritional or, or uh, exercise science, you need to understand the underlying principles. Otherwise, if there's an adjustment made for convenience or for scheduling or whatever, if you don't understand the underlying principles, you're just going to screw something up. So then I realized I need to give everybody the, the maximum amount of information. So I wrote the book weightlifting is a waste of time uh and that's now wall street journal bestseller and we sold a hundred thousand copies it's awesome uh and that that's kind of the everything this is like everything you want to know uh and we cover nutrition in there and i have a very different approach to nutrition so basically my life is like this i work out for 10 minutes a day i eat one meal a day um i drink no fluids during the day nothing uh so i'm dry fasted and uh and i only take one supplement so i spend hardly any money on my fitness because i see people buying all kinds of supplements that don't do anything and i just shake my head like man like the answer is within the human body like like you, it's not like if you find some mystical chemical from the himalayas like that's where growth is Coming from no people have been growing muscle all over the world. They didn't have access to anything special. Uh, you know, basically meat and organ meat. That's it. That's what people had.
1: All right. Let, let, everywhere let me, you
0: go, where people were strong, that's what you'll find. A. I
1: eat. got you. So let let me let me back up here, so we don't just kind of you know gaze through this. All right. So your day when it comes to fitness and diet, just to break this down you work out for about 10 minutes and basically you 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 have some type of fasting routine is that what is that how how you work in it how 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 many hours do you go fasting
0: uh 20 hours dry fasting
1: shit okay so you're basically now no liquids nothing basically for 20 hours every day correct um, so, what are your what what's your time frame to eat? Like, what time during the the, the evening? I'm I'm assuming, or
0: yeah, about like four o'clock. Uh, I'll start to rehydrate. I'll uh, I'll train. I'll do my 10 minute workout and uh, train. You don't want to call it that. Uh, I mean, it's a very hard workout, by the way. Like, I don't say that what I do is easy. It's not easy. Hardest workout you've ever done, but because the technology is superior it enables your body to activate to a much higher degree which takes you to a much deeper level of fatigue and that's why it's effective mm-hmm. so I hydrate i do my workout uh i do some stretching after my workout never before after you stretch before a workout you shut muscles off so i'll never do that uh and then uh, and then i have my my one meal uh, and then my hydration includes that supplement. It's called Fortagen. It's a really, really uh, potent uh, anabolic protein. It's the most potent anabolic protein that's ever been created. Um, and then, and then I have a meal which is maybe fifty to hundred grams of protein, uh, which is maybe just a giant ribeye steak, like a pound of ribeye or something like that.
1: Damn! So, so you're 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 pounding that down in one sitting? Yeah, wow. yeah. All right, yeah. So as far as hydration, let's go back on that. I mean, after you go twenty hours without any hydration, I mean, what do you, what are you drinking outside of that protein drink, Fortigen, or uh, I don't. Yeah.
0: So I I mix four doses of Fortigen in one liter of water, like right when I break, you know, the dry fast, and that's so I can get some hydration for the workout too, Um, and then. Consume another liter of water through the course of the, the next four hours. And then after dinner's over, maybe a little bit later, but nothing else.
1: And you don't feel dehydrated at all during the day or? It's a great
0: question. Great question. In the beginning, I felt dehydrated. Try my mouth, whatever. And then as soon as I feel that I just have a sip of water and see how I felt. Um, and usually just kind of went away, but my body has become very because I've been doing this six months now. Uh, my body has become very good at tapping metabolic water, which is the intention of dry fasting, the health intention. Many people who do it do it for religious reasons, mm-hmm. but then it, it's kind of lame looking at those studies done on the Ramadan fasting people because they're not doing it for like weight management or for a lo- really low body fat. Sure. They're doing it for religious reasons. And then when they're allowed to eat, it's like a feast. So it's everything. They eat everything. And uh, there's there's no, no laws against or rules against or shame put upon those who eat incredible amounts of sugar in most Muslim countries, which is why they are the most diabetic countries. Um, so, you know, they do it for one reason, but it's, it's a religious reason, it's not, not a health reason, but it has a benefit. So, so then I mean, now, so I, I do this dry fencing, Um uh, I get my protein. Um, but while I'm dry fenced, my body starts tapping into metabolic water. Metabolic water is the, the water that's in cells that are non vascular, you only have one kind that's fat cells everything else has a purpose fat just sits there so you start dehydrating the fat cells which ultimately destroys them so you know when you lose lose body fat through caloric restriction or fasting you don't destroy the cell it just gets it just shrinks it just gets smaller but then that's why people who were obese once they start eating a little out of control again they blow right back up to their to their previous size that's um, interesting All this right. is yeah, it's a method of
1: destroying fat cells permanently. Um, how, so, I mean, how, how uh, what kind of sustainability can you achieve here? I mean, it's, you, you've been doing this six months. Is it realistic to do this all year round? I, I think if you have enough body fat, yeah.
0: Hmm. And I did, you know, uh, I mean, still like I'm eating a decent meal at the end of the day. So yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down to, last I checked my body fat, it was just over 7%. So, what I'd like to see is either I'm going to maintain 7% and I'll be very happy with that because I like my abs show all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's nice. Uh, that feels good. But um, the, I want to see, so I want to either get better or see if I can just use this to maintain what you know, the, the body fat level that I have mm-hmm. developed, and I'm still growing muscle by the way. This whole six months, I've been getting bigger while at a caloric deficit. Now, people have trouble whenever I say that, uh, just because they don't know the science. Uh, the, the science dictates that you don't need a caloric surplus to gain muscle, in fact, you can be at a caloric deficit and gain muscle, you have to be at a protein surplus. So these are the things that I came across when deciding what the best diet was that just made it kind of obvious,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, like it's really all about protein.
1: So when we talk, let's talk it. a little bit about protein. Um, two pounds per, you know, two two grams of uh, protein per pound of body weight. Is that the 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 formula one. that's still just one gram one, one? one okay. So if you're 200 pounds, 200 grams of protein, uh, and you even if you stick, a lot of people talk about that uh, when you are taking protein, your body, if it's more than a certain amount, will not assimilate it. I mean, let's talk about that. That's something for me personally that I've always heard where if you're taking like 50 grams at a time, like you're really, your body can only assimilate 20 or 30.
0: It's not true. Really, and yeah, they took a like a group of football players and had them eat one meal a day or two meals a day, and they had the other group have the same amount of calories, same exact food,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but split into six instead of two. They gained muscle at exactly the same rate. Really, so That's two huge meals was just as good as six smaller meals with the same nutrients. So. um you know who came to the conclusion that you need only 50 grams per meal is the people who make whey protein shakes which are how many grams of protein 50 so yeah they didn't sell protein mm -hmm. right so it's like well i can't have protein during my meal but if i have if i go to work and i have three of these shakes during the day then i'm getting all my protein now Whey protein is only 18% usable by the body anyway. So like, I don't bother with
1: that. Wow. Okay. Those yeah. are, those are that's strong. Um, you know, all you read out there is, you know, whey protein and, you know, whey isolates and, you know, all this shit. And, and then it's like, you don't know. I mean, so let me ask you something. This is, let's get down and dirty here for the person that is going into fitness and says, you know what, uh, uh, let's just talk a 40 year old man says, I want to change my life. I've been chubby. I've been out of shape. um, And right now I just want to take the step in the right direction, start eating well, um, start doing a solid exercise plan, you know, plan. What do I need to do here? Um, what would you, what would your first recommendation right off the bat would, you know, what, what would so
0: you-, you picked a great age because I started this. So when I was doing the bone density thing only, I was not in shape like at all. Like I was sure, a you're chug- like, a, you're
1: a beast right now. You're shredded rock well, man. Well, I mean, that's, that's me.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when I was 40, I was not in shape at all. Like I had been flying 200 miles a year. So mostly like airport food and just, you know, restaurants where I was mostly eating ketogenic, mm-hmm. but not counting anything. I was at a caloric surplus all the time. I was lifting, but I never really got much out of lifting. I put on a few pounds when I started lifting and, you know, you put on on a few more when you go through puberty, which has nothing to do with your lifting. Mm. Um, And I think that's why people get so brainwashed. It's like they lifted in high school and that's the last time they grew. And then they repeat the same workout for the next 30 years. And nothing ever (laughs) happened. Like not a fucking thing. Yeah, And they're like, well, you know, I worked when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. right because you were a child and you went through puberty like it had nothing to do with your workout yeah yeah um so yeah and standard standard workout and i can prove this i do prove it in the book standard workouts are just such a garbage stimulus um and so um when um i lost my place what
1: was i saying well, basically, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit about the the football players, which blew me away with the fact that you were talking about, you know, that the, the protein. Yeah. And I love that. You know, that, that was, yeah, right. that was amazing yeah. because we have such a, a bad information out there that people just don't, don't get it, man, that you can't go out there and just believe everything. And then, you know, we're talking there's about. Usually, yeah. Yeah. Then, I, I
0: got it. Yeah. There, there's usually a, a, a like a budget behind a lot of these things that people learn Mm -hmm. because there's a product being sold. I mean, I suppose I'm no different. I'm selling a product too. Uh, But I'm the difference with me is I'm giving good information, just factual. So like the whole, like, you need a protein shake every couple hours. Like, yeah, said the protein company. Uh, So, you know, Hey, like we got, we got researchers, Uh, getting paid by Kellogg's and Nabisco, trying to convince everybody to go vegan. Well, why would Kellogg's and Nabisco care about that? Because Kellogg's and Nabisco know that vegans don't eat kale. They eat cookies and cake and like vegan snacks and processed foods because if they don't eat processed foods, raw vegetables don't have enough caloric density to keep them alive. Like, it's just a fact. Like, if all you eat is kale, you'll die of malnutrition. Like, you, there's not enough calories in it. So, you've got to have processed foods. Uh, 39.5% of what vegans eat is, pro- is highly processed packaged foods, basically sugars. Hmm. So, that's where they're getting their calories from, which of course contributes to diabetes, heart disease. And contrary to popular belief, their all cause mortality is lower so they die younger than meat eaters. Um I you know the the converse was found by Seventh-day Adventist researchers who have a religious mandate to convert everybody to be vegetarian. So a lot of biases and then there's there's other nutritional you know nutritional organizations which you know like Institute of Nutrition and Food or something like that but it's
1: really just Another name for Nabisco. It's just like it's a subsidiary of Nabisco. So let me ask you something because this is, you know, we're going to do some real talk here. You got to have balls, okay, to, to be able to come out like this and and say it because the reality is that there's probably a gazillion people that are going to disagree with you. And you should, you know, you know it. I'm sure you get attacked left and right for people that believe one way or whatever, but you are so steadfast. There's losers everywhere. Yeah. So uh, you're, you're so steadfast in, in the way you're saying things and so confident and, and, and not only that, but look, your, your representation of what you believe in and the fact that you have research and scientific proof to, to go with that, you know, people got to shake their heads. And, and for those that are listening to this podcast, man, you know what? Sometimes you got to think outside the box and not everything you've, you think you've, you've learned and, and, and uh, that you've read is necessarily right. Uh, Sometimes we got to open our mind a little bit and think outside that box without a doubt. So, for you, I want to know, uh, Doc, how, I mean, in in this day and age where, look, you have so many different, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, subject matters, uh, um, you know, subject matter experts. uh, You got guys that are telling you, you know, that weightlifting, you got to lift it a certain way. You got guys mm-hmm. that are going to tell you, you know, you a diet is everything. You got other guys that are going to tell you uh, you know, th- the way to to get ripped is by running and doing excessive cardio for fucking 2 hours and oh, there are there are people
0: that are way more stupid than that. There's people on our on our uh, X3 users forum that are convinced that the more carbs you eat, the more the leaner you'll be. Like, like never has there been a more untrue statement. In fact, I I don't, I can, uh, here's a statement for you. Carbs are not a macronutrient. They don't fit the description. Your body doesn't need them in any way whatsoever. Doesn't need them. You could never have a carbohydrate for the rest of your life and you'd be leaner, stronger, everything would be better. Mm. So why do we consume them? And, you know, of course, they're upset because everybody everybody wants to hear that they can eat cake and still look great, but it's just not the case. All right.
1: Uh, no, I hear you. How is this affecting you the last six months, you know, outside of the, the physicality? you Maybe you know, let's talk a little bit about your mentality and, and how you feel overall. Um, the last six months, a lot of people that go in these fasting, hard fasts, um, they say that their mind's a little bit clearer. Um, they just feel like, like a little bit lighter on their feet. You know? Talk to me about that.
0: Absolutely. Um, one of the things I found most annoying as I was trying to gain muscular size, I put on, uh, depending on hydrated or de- dehydrated, like 60 pounds of muscle since turning 40, which is crazy. Most people don't put on any muscle past 40 years old. Right. So I'm in incredible shape right now. 7% body fat, 240 pounds. I lost 16 pounds of body fat. Um, like, like just, just a condition I never thought I could get to, especially drug free. So like I look at the whole like story here and it's like, okay. Like I just came up with a bunch of answers to questions that everybody's had. But then I, I kind of back up. You know, if you're asking from like a mindset perspective. Well, first of all, during the fasting, yes, I have an absolutely incredible focus. Also, incredible patience. I never lose my temper. I used to. i not on. I wasn't like a hothead. I don't go and like you know shoot at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, like I, I, I would, would have considered myself. Kind of a hair trigger kind of guy. But now, you know, somebody comes into my office and they're like, oh, yeah, something really got fucked up. I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's figure that out. But I just never lose it. Oh. Uh, and so I, I, I think, and the research is there for mental clarity and especially high fat. And then when you fast, you're also burning in with fat because it's your fat, it's the Krispy Kreme donut you had when you were six years old sure that you're burnt right and that um, in fact LDL cholesterol gets highest when you fast because your body is metabolizing animal fat your fat so this this is how part, part of the reason before the research came out I knew LDL cholesterol was like a false flag for health uh, because it's like wait a minute when you eat nothing, that goes through the roof. So that's like saying weight loss is causing heart attacks. So we should all get fatter. I mean, that's, when you say LDL, is bad. that's the bad cholesterol. Yeah, bullshit. It's, it's great cholesterol. It sticks to the inside of arteries where there is inflammation. And the reason you have inflammation is because you eat candy. So clearly just
1: quitting the candy um, or other
0: carbohydrates. So, you know corn's not a lot better fruit whatever
1: so outside of meat okay say you, you you have a you know you're you're basically trying to stay with a low carb diet what mm-hmm. other you know what other things do you eat like you know do you eat fish do you eat chicken
0: eggs all all meat fish chicken um if i'm in asia i'll eat bugs because they like <laughs>
1: serve
0: um yeah there's... water bugs and worms uh you know like i didn't and, love you, it. and you don't feel you don't feel,
1: you don't feel hungry right the rest of the day i mean you go you eat your body's already to the point where hey this is my time to eat and and, and you're good yeah
0: yeah um, i i would say like if i'm out with people and we're at like a burger joint yeah 50-50 whether i peel the bun off and eat it with a fork or knife like sometimes i just like all right i'll eat the bun but we're talking like 30 grams of carbohydrates Mm-hmm. so that's not going to throw me out of ketosis
1: well that, that's where uh, that's another question that now you brought up that's a good point so look the reality here is this you know every every man or every one of us has a life and sometimes you are social with people where you go out to restaurant and eat and and you don't want to be that dude that sits in the table and says hey i'm not eating shit because there's how do you work around that i mean you know you said you might eat a, a you know bun or whatever is it is it really going to fuck you up that much if maybe you do have bun with your burger or maybe you have you know uh, uh, some rice with your with your chicken i mean
0: sure when you get a little more finely tuned and understand like like i can tell what the hydration impact will be uh which is a great way to understand carbohydrates one of the One of the most interesting adventures I have had through my physical growth is I tried to carb load like a bodybuilder. I put on 15 pounds of mass. You know, it's just water in your muscles. You know, you store more glycogen. By carb loading, I mean, I felt like shit. Awful feeling. Like you think you'd think like... That there's some, you know, carbohydrates are some magical super fuel. No, they're not. They're they're a low-grade fuel that you shouldn't want. Hmm. Like ketones are the better fuel. So, uh, yeah, I did this carb loading experiment so I could show I could put on 15 pounds of, you know, hydration inside of muscle in four days. So I did, it and I took before and after pictures, and guess what? The before picture looked better because I looked (laughs) like just slim like caught right. you know and it looked really kind of lumpy on mm-hmm. uh, the other picture but not everybody cares about aesthetics but i have enough muscle glycogen to produce incredible forces when i work out so clearly that's not my problem gluconeogenesis is taking care of everything now um there are some other carbohydrates like there if you want to go through muscle hyperplasia which is this, this, this is a really, really highly scientific conversation, but I'll just mention it because um, when you want to stretch the casing of the muscle to make room for growth, you only need to do this when you're extremely advanced um, because that's not a limitation for a beginner. So, uh, you know, you, you use carbohydrates as a way to uh, super hydrate the muscle. Then you train, fill it with blood in in association with a vasodilator, like Viagra, then your muscles are filled up and feel like they're going to explode. And then you do stretching to the point where it brings tears to your eyes. So you have that stretch and that stretches the casing of the muscle. And they refer to this as bag theory, like your muscles in a bag. It's called the
1: muscle. Does that you give you a, a harder that. pump in the muscle? Does it, do you feel like the yeah. blood scush? Is well, that why, between, yeah. is that why in my younger years when I would eat a whole fucking pizza the night before and hit the gym the next day, I was like, fucking holy That's shit. It. The best fucking workout. That's it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, but it's kind of fool's gold because right, right. While it's a great pump, you didn't really build any muscle. Right, right, right. It's just more is there.
1: Damn, I got So, you.
0: is it is it a good thing? Like, so, so, like before my workout, so I do the hydration and I'll do 40 grams of glucose. In fact, like these are the glucose tablets I use. So it's just straight glucose because so I take, want I want no
1: fructose. Straight protein. glucose before you work out.
0: Right. Right. Okay. And uh the pumps are amazing. It goes right into the muscle. I'm continuing to lose body fat and getting leaner all the time.
1: Well, well how much how much do you take of glucose? 40 grams. 40 grams?
0: Okay. It's, uh, it's really not much. There are four four grams of tablets, so 10 tablets.
1: Okay. Interesting. Now let's talk about the actual workouts itself. You know, uh, in such a short period of time, I imagine you just bust yourself. I mean, I imagine they must be very, very difficult workouts. So let's talk about them. How do you get to that level where you're actually having growth happen?
0: It's so it's, it's a tremendous effort of the body, but it's not hard to achieve the effect because I think most people don't, they never really get a workout because they've never really had a good spotter. Like you want to force reps all the time, right? Like if if you want to trigger growth and you're just using regular weights, uh, having a good spotter is like, a. it's more of an art than it is a a science, but what they're trying to do is use their judgment and all humans are flawed in their judgment. Offload the harder parts of the movement, and and then load, and sometimes hyperload. So, like somebody gets to the top of bench press, and instead of helping, you know, you lift the bar, I see guys leaning on the bar and pushing it down, so they have more force going through the musculature in the stronger range of motion. Uh, That makes perfect sense because that's going in line with how our biomechanics are, but. Somebody pushing or pulling on a bar in assistance while you're exercising, that's not scientific. There's no good way to measure that. So variable resistance is obviously the superior solution uh, because it's consistent and it can be measured. And it's the same every time. So one measurement to the next, one workout to the next. If you're documenting your workout, it actually means something. When you have a spotter, really nothing means anything because you don't really know what you did and neither does he her or her so um, we we just get a lot more efficiency with those workouts but um, when you know it's going to be a 10-minute workout you can call upon much more intensity like if you know you're going to have to do five sets of an exercise you're not going to go all out the first one because you know you're going to have to do more but if you know you don't have to do more and that's it that's your one chance to simulate. You can have a mental focus that is far beyond what it could ever be in weight training.
1: Makes sense. And also, Makes sense.
0: when you weight train, you pick the weight that you can handle in the weakest range of motion. So it's really a low weight. No, no matter what people are doing weight training, it's lower than what The weight is lower than what they're actually capable of. Sure. One seventh. Uh, uh, the, the, you know, it's a seven to one ratio difference for a one rep maximum in what you can handle in your strong range versus weak range. So we know that it's just like you you wouldn't train with a with a static weight. Wow.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about the exercises that you do. I mean, it's uh, how do you work your chest out, for example? I mean, how, how what angle it, it's uh, typically so, you Typically, you think of lying on a bench or doing, you know, curls, uh, uh, excuse me, dumbbell presses or doing, you know, fucking regular bench presses. How do you how do you achieve that? So what,
0: what we do is the so here's the bar. And. So here's the bar. Uh, I'm going to hold it in front of me and the band is going to go around the hook Mm -hmm. and then around my back and I'm pressing out this way Mm. and when I when I do this I typically I'm holding 550 pounds here 300 pounds not in the middle but sort of top middle Mm -hmm. and then it's about 100 pounds at the bottom and so I go through repetitions until I cannot any longer get to the top then I do a diminishing range so I do 300 pound repetitions until i can't get there anymore and then the last couple repetitions are just off my chest
1: interesting interesting okay so it's an entire structure and method
0: mm-hmm.
1: cool i like that um just what is the name of that what what is the name of that bar and and, and the kit that you sell oh, the entire uh, x3
0: x3 bar x3bar.com is
1: where you find. X. X- x3bar.com. I'm gonna be ordering that right after this. This is good. I mean, uh, and I'm gonna bring it to you guys because I'm gonna talk about it and I'm gonna review it in person. I want to be able to. Do we have videos that we can follow, say on YouTube or anything? Do you have anything? Oh, absolutely, like that? A whole video okay. program. So we tells you review. everything you can
0: do over the first twelve
1: weeks. Very cool. Very cool. I'm gonna do that. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about your college career as a coach. All right. Um, let's let's get into that. Talk to me a little. Okay, bit. I never
0: coached anybody. <laughs> but
1: let's, I, let, let, let's talk about your your college your college days. Okay,
0: sure. Yeah, uh, in undergrad I played rugby, uh, mm-hmm. so I I really looked at human movement in a different way. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, obviously I did because of the osteoporosis device, which was still right. uh, uh, a thing you know, when, uh, I mean, I was still playing rugby when, when I was coming up with it. But um, the, the strength training that I was doing, like I was just, I was getting nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, and then in high school, I did wrestling, swimming, and track. Mm-hmm. Like in wrestling, uh, I, I really saw how the human body can be conditioned. Like what it can be ready for. Like you can make your body a complete weapon. Uh, you can be so physically dominant of another mm-hmm. person—your height, weight, and gender—and uh, I, I wrestling was like wrestling conditioning was ten times harder than Division One rugby training.
1: Really? Damn, yeah, always oh, yeah. tough. high school
0: wrestling was so and we weren't even like in a competitive league or anything like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh it was just the conditioning like just getting you know to be able to sustain um managing the body weight of a person to keep them from pinning you until you can find your opportunity to pin them going for 10 minutes like 10 minutes all out contractions two people trying to force the other one to yield. It, it's the most exhausting thing you could ever imagine. And then yeah. you're, you you feel like there's just acid in every muscle in your body because you're so sore and you've got to keep going. Like for mental fortitude, like I, um, I mean, I don't have any kids yet, but if I ever have a son, I'm going to want him to do wrestling because like you are just indestructible when you awesome. wrestle. So I, I learned a lot from that. And I learned a lot about dry fasting in that, in that period of time. Just, you know, they just call it cutting weight, but you we would dehydrate ourselves. And that was the only time in high school wrestling. And then I, I followed collegiate wrestling, but I, I went to Sacramento State and they didn't have a wrestling team there, uh, which is why I went out of rugby. Um, but what was interesting is that most performance athletes aren't really lean like you don't you see bodybuilders that are very lean but that's more like a beauty contest like they show up with a look like they don't have to fight each other or anything right so um and they don't really have to perform in fact some of them cramp and tip over because of the dehydration like they can't even stand up to get out on stage show people what they've created over the previous years so uh yeah i mean that's that's just kind of a, a drag of that's that sport but I, i'm always looking at athletics as sort of the benchmark so like like sprinters by the list of all types of performance athletes but then there's wrestlers and that's just a completely different level of conditioning gymnasts a little bit too uh but the um so the nutrition and the strength and the explosiveness all goes together and so I, I learned a lot just experience wise i wasn't reading clinical research back then but you learn about dry fasting and i would dry fast before every every match and i would come in to the event 10 pounds heavier than my opponent because i dehydrated by 10 pounds the hydration back in i was a bigger athlete and so i had a major advantage so that was um that was a thing and uh it it made me fascinated with what you can do with the human body like whoever said there's no such thing as super health i think it was arthur jones that said that i don't agree you can get a low level of body fat a really high level of strength and uh, and then i think the rest of it's mental being able to push yourself beyond—sure, like, this is where the other people would quit, which is why I'm not going to, sort of thing.
1: When you do these exercises, and you know you're you're putting in your time and, and you're doing the the movements and you're you're doing your repetitions, um, are you getting a, a pump similar to what you would you know if you went to the gym in that short time? But way beyond, way beyond more. More so, bump. Okay. Yeah. yeah, All right. So, so you're feeling like you're, you're actually, that there's, there's something there. What about soreness and, and, and um, you know, and what would you recommend? I mean, when you say you're, you're doing this every single day, these workouts, or you're alternating, how are how you, how's your one day doing? a
0: week off? So okay. the workouts are six days
1: a week. All right. And so what's more, this one? Day. What, what is this? Whole process where it used to be old school, you know, where you worked out your arms on Monday, you needed to let them rest for four days before working them out again. And, you know, and, and the muscle needs to, to, time to grow. Talk to yeah. me about that.
0: Turns out it's 36 hours that a muscle needs to grow. Okay. Now, the only way that would be longer is if you create muscle damage. Now, the previous myth was that you damage the muscle and it grows back stronger. Not true. Damage and growth are inversely related. So when you get damaged during a workout, which most people do during a regular weight workout, the protein synthesis that happens just has to do with repairing the muscle. It doesn't get stronger at all. Wow. If you have a small amount of damage, your body can attenuate the damage and give you a small amount of growth. hmm but it is only when your body is accustomed to what you're doing that you can only stimulate growth and not have any damage. So soreness is actually a bad thing. Oh, like Are you kidding me?
1: Wow.
0: It, it, muscle confusion theory has also been disproven Shit. for this reason. Now, with, now that we understand muscle damage and growth are inversely related, well, people are, are always trying to get... get more sore with their workout by changing things up or whatever yeah i gotta mix up my workout to shock the muscles into growth yeah just absolute bullshit like that (sighs) came out of no science wow somebody just made that up i mean i guess it sounds good but it's just made up and that's not the way things work you know uh so let's talk
1: about that this fascinates me how the fuck does a muscle grow as as you know, imagine we were doing the X three and we were going out there and working out every day and and, and following a certain protocol and, and eating right. How does the muscle grow? I mean, obviously by looking in the mirror, I guess you you can see, hey, the muscle's growing. I'm but what is it truly? I mean, do we need the thirty six hours and the rest and the let's talk we about 36. That. we need the thirty six hours.
0: We need to not give ourselves damage. We need to just stimulate. Okay. Okay. So what you need to do is show the muscle that it doesn't have enough muscle. I know that seems, sounds a little strange, but literally the central nervous system has to see from two different perspectives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One has to do with the fuel load in the cell,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is the sarcoplasm. You know, how much ATP glycogen or creatine phosphate is in those are the fuels. That's energy in the sure. cell.
1: Sure.
0: How much energy is stored there? The more energy the bigger the muscle is and the more endurance that muscle has. Now there are two ways to increase momentary strength or explosiveness. One of them has to do with just neurology. So that's not growth at all, Mm -hmm. but like power lifters are always looking to switch on more muscle faster. A pitcher in baseball pitchers don't have to build gigantic pectoral muscles to throw a ball fast. They just need to fire all of the fibers, all of the cells within the pectoral muscle faster than other people, which is why you take somebody with a really high bench press and tell them to throw a baseball and they can't, they, they don't you know they can't throw it like a pitcher can throw it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it's very skill specific. So that has to do with strength. But then the most important type of growth is myofibril growth which is where the cell the actual mechanical structure gets larger so there's a structural reinforcement and you really have to show the body a deficit like you have to fatigue the muscle i don't like the word failure and you take a muscle of failure because people who don't exercise they don't like hearing i'm gonna fail oh i need to fail today
1: sure like it's just
0: like, you know, most entrepreneurs are like, I'm going to take that word out of my vocabulary. I'm not failing. I just need to try a different approach or something. Yeah. So and the more accurate word is complete fatigue. You need the muscle. Like like I was talking about how the diminishing range, where I, I do however many repetitions as I can do with 500, 550 pounds in the chest press, then 300 pounds. This is all in the same set. And then the range gets so short, I'm only dealing with 100 pounds. Mm. But if I can't lift 100 pounds off my chest, like how, and and normally I can do 550 for 20 repetitions, how exhausted am I? Spectacularly exhausted, which is why it stimulates spectacular growth.
1: So are are you working out different muscles every day? Like, For example, since we're giving our muscles 36 hours of rest, are you Mm -hmm. um, then kind of using a different... Uh, program or sequence every other day.
0: So every yeah, exactly every so everything actually gets forty eight hours because that okay. fits really well on a calendar, right. not like thirty six. Uh, right, right. Um, right, right. And throwing a couple extra hours in there is not a problem. D training begins after eleven days, so people are like, "Oh, I don't want to lose muscles, so I got to train again." Mm-hmm. That's eleven days, so chill out. We're fine. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, you hear strength on the internet um So you you uh, so we split the body two different ways pushing muscles one day pulling muscles the next day. Gotcha, gotcha. and that's a standard split that's that's actually one of the smart things that's been in fitness. It's one of the only smart things that's been in fitness for a long time.
1: That's great. Yeah. All right. So so let's let's finish this up. We got a couple minutes, but I want to uh, dive deep right now before we go into your your mindset. Okay. And when I say that is, look, uh, for you to get to where you are right now, um, as reputable and as knowledgeable, and 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 uh, you're definitely a, a guy out there that there are people that have been in the in the um, fitness industry they listen, they're, they're, they're starting to listen. Okay. And it's what you're bringing to yeah. the table is something very unique, very different. Um, so how, I mean, your mindset right now, where do you want to go, say here over the next three to five years, you know, what's your mission? What's your vision? What is, you know, what is it that you want to have the most impact with?
0: I, I want to see this variable resistance technology, the bar, and the banding and the ground plate uh, I, I want to see that be the standard of exercise around the world.
1: Wow like that's, that's I
0: want I I'm gonna stop when I walk by a park and two teenagers are sitting there saying God my dad told me that like in his generation like people were stupid enough to just lift iron weights Damn. and like, like not acknowledging that <laughs> we have a sevenfold difference in our capacity through the range of motion. I mean, you say this logically to people, and they're like, "Yeah, that that makes perfect sense." And then you want to throw away their weight training program, and they're like, "Oh, but yeah. well, my weight training program is awesome." It's like, really? You've been doing the same shit for like five years, and you don't look any different. Wow. Like, I, 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 I like to point out. I put this right right on the back of the book. There's a, there's a paragraph about it right under the endorsement from. Put, the put
1: that book back up there, so so our, our uh, YouTube fans could. Uh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Weightlifting. I love it. I love it.
0: Endorsement by the Miami Heat. They gave up on weights. They only use X3, as well as about 40 other professional athletes around the world. And right underneath that, though, I, I have this paragraph that's basically pointing out fitness is the most failed human endeavor. Like people are fatter and sicker than ever. We have more gyms than ever. Like Nobody's putting these two things together. Like, how many people are truly fit? Well, it turns out the leanest and muscularity plays into body fat percentage very well because the more muscular you are, the lower your body fat percentage is just by you know by offset. So the leanest one percent, top one percentile of men in the United States, 10.6% body fat. That is pathetic. That 10.6 is like maybe you can see your top two abdominals. And also keep in mind, these guys are, you know, they're they're this this counting starts at 18 years of age. So I'm guessing everybody in the 1% is probably 18, 19, or 20. So we're we're overweight. We're uh, not not getting to the body fat levels we should. Like an impressive level of body fat is like 7%. Like that's what people should want. That's where people should be. And the fact that the top 1% is that unimpressive. Like I, I, I wonder how, how many people are really have an impressive physique and impressive performance. Like Like there's a reason why just about everybody with visible abdominals has like a supplement endorsement deal on Instagram because it's rare. Like hardly anybody has it. Everybody should have that. And I know people who have been working out for five or ten years, and everybody knows people like this. They work out for five or ten years and they look no different. They're still fat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They still have, you know, baby arms and a double chin. And it's just like sure. that's that's the fitness industry. It's just people go, they spend their time, they they get no results out of it but boy, are they convinced that they got the right program. And may, maybe it just has to do with people like believing you have all the answers, or maybe, sure. maybe it's
1: more like a hunting Kruger thing.
0: I don't know. If you're uh, uh,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah look, well, you are. Yeah. That's uh, it, it, uh, look, yeah. Go, the way I see this is, is very simple. I mean, it, you are, you know, you're stepping up, you're bringing something new. I think people should start opening their minds a little bit um, and, and start looking at this research i mean he has scientific uh there's enough science behind this right now that we need to start trending in the right direction and reality uh you know i believe that this program will give me and and every other guy out there especially guys that are you know working ceos guys that are out there in 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 the battlefield you know that's really our Our market's not body.
0: yeah yeah they've discovered it on their own but we don't market Yeah, that, we're, that's we're, badass, we're,
1: man. That's badass. Yeah,
0: we're, we're looking at people who are just like time is a consideration, and also people that are smart enough to understand that most people who are lifting weights don't get shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they go and they do everything right and they eat the right food and nothing happens. So let me and go back to what I was.
1: Vibrations. Let me go back to what I was asking earlier. From a 40-year-old perspective that's coming into this now, okay, this guy is a CEO, business owner, gets up at 5 in the morning, is the first one in the door, but usually goes out, drives 20 minutes to the gym, works out for an hour, comes back. That's two hours of his morning. Using your program, ordering the X3 program, following your protocol, staying on a good, healthy diet, uh, low-carb diet. I mean, when do you think, for example, do uh, you know, a man like this could start seeing changes in the right direction, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, if he's solid with this.
0: Five days, you'd see a difference in five days. Really? No, for sure. Hmm. I like muscle definition. I mean, unless the person's obese, and they can't really see what's going on underneath their adipose tissue. If they're, if they're even a little bit lean, they'll see changes right away. And uh, that, that's what gets people like, we have a 30-day return policy. We almost have no returns. Like most consumer products have a 30% return rate, uh, especially fitness. Fitness is on the worst end because you know people are lazy and they realize, oh, yeah, I didn't work out. Like I ordered this and it's just been sitting there in the box. I'll just ship it back. Um, that doesn't happen to us. Because people try it one time, and they're like, oh, yeah, I can do this. This cool. feels great. Very good. All
1: yeah. right, where can they order this, um, and, and you know, where can they go? Does You have you have a okay, – so Go ahead.
0: It, people who have listened to this, and they're like, that's the way I'm going to do it. I'm mm-hmm. just going to, like, sprint into this. Go to x3bar.com and order the product. Uh, the Elite Band, which is the band that – Half of the NFL players we work with cannot use. That's how powerful it is. You might not need that right away. Mm-hmm. You probably will need it later. People get very strong. Like, I don't care what age you are. You're, you're going to be able to get there. Mm-hmm. But you might not need it on day one. So if you're not, like, top, you know, 5% in strength, uh, you know, kind of everywhere you go, then you can probably skip that one for now. Um, and so, uh, guys, yeah, $550, it's the cheapest home gym solution and works better than anything else in the market. It'll, it'll grow more muscle faster and make you leaner faster. Uh, and, uh, and then when you're done using it, you can put it in a drawer. You don't have to like lose your garage or your guest bed because, you know, people put a gym in their house, so a power rack, you know, in their garage and then they have to park outside. Like you don't have to do that with this. Awesome. Uh, it, so it's x3bar.com is where you find
1: it. All right. Where would they follow you say on Instagram and Facebook and those social media sites?
0: Sure. I created a landing page just because people had so much trouble spelling my last name. Got so you. it's drj.com, D-O-C-T-O-R, the letter J. Dot com. Got it.
1: Got it. All right. So it's drj. Do- we'll have all out on the, um, on the finishing notes here on the show notes with links to the uh x3 bar and and the bands and his book and of course uh if you want to follow him on all social media sites we'll send you to do you have links from the from the landing page uh, yeah, landing to your
0: page youtube facebook perfect
1: perfect uh, Instagram. i
0: use instagram the most and i give a lot of just advice like I, every day there's like some little piece of science that I like showing people and these are like little excerpts from the book or some of them are just sort of general scientific sort of interesting findings like the Don Kruger study. I think everybody should know about that. Yeah. <laughs> that, but basically that's, for the, that's the listeners. Yeah. It uh, it really means that the dumbest people think they're the smartest people. It's that's really right. funny. Um, Very true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, doc, listen, it's been a pleasure having you yeah. on. You blew my mind for sure. We're going to definitely put, get this um, episode up and running here. Uh, over the next uh, week to 10 days, because I think a lot of people need to listen to this. They got to watch this. Um, And like I said, I'm going to personally order one. Uh, So he has not sponsored me in any way. There's nothing here except me going to his site, uh, going to get this. I'm ordering it. I will post a couple videos of me doing it because I want to do this. I, I believe now for me personally in my life doc is i need more time than anything else you know i just need yep. to have time yep. and, and an hour and a half two hours every morning fuck man that that's get it's getting tougher and tougher i'm guessing you have kids oh yeah kids wife yeah. and, and right. so i run this have, organization when and
0: when you have a family like hmm. spending two hours at the gym is like it's not even feasible like no. you can't do that no I mean, if you do, I question, you know, how self-centered you are, you know, it's like you got to be with your
1: family, man. Without so, a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah.
0: I can do X3 with my fiance at home. Yeah. I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need to worry about her schedule.
1: And we'll both get end up at home at some point in the evening. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Man. Perfect. All right, Doc. Thank you very much for being on, man. I appreciate you. And uh, we'll de- definitely have you back on soon. Bravo. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. All right, listen, that was a great conversation. I mean, powerful as hell. Okay. I mean, it tested me because I'm like, wow, you know, weightlifting and, and the things that I've always been trained on your know, traditional approach to these, uh, to using weights, but he kind of broke it down. He's definitely a rogue in the industry, but he had some great information. Remember, it's great to listen to a podcast like this. But if you're not applying, if you're not integrating, Uh, What you learn here into your own life is really a waste of time. So I encourage you to go out there, write things down, and integrate what we learn here into your life. Remember, give us a follow here on YouTube. Important. We're building it. We're doing it for you. We're bringing you tremendous content. Uh, Right now we're doing uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I'm really hoping at this point in time that you guys understand that when we do, when we put out content like this, it's very powerful. We do it from the heart, and we're doing it specifically to, to help you grow as an individual, as a man, and turn into a man of war, into a warrior-minded individual. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.